give the people the pitch. What do you guys, what's the craziness you guys are doing? So what we're doing uh, this weekend, mm. starting at midday, we're going to be flipping a 93 kilo tire, tractor tire for 24 hours in the name of mental health. This episode of Please Blow My Mind is proudly supported by the lovely team at Sunpix Post. Yes. I've got one of the directors here. Is that correct? That's correct. You're yes. like a boss. I am a boss. Well, Poppy's the boss, really. She's kind that. of managing the place. For those just watching, uh, the cutest little dog ever. Oh, <laughs> looked at me on cue. Don't bite me. Uh, for those listening, uh, we're in the Sun Pick. I've called it the Sun Picks Podcast Studio. Yes. And we are we're we're on this mission to create good conversation. Exactly. Yeah. To acknowledge uh, the kind of traditional media, which is telly and radio, but give it a bit of a revamp into this whole podcast world. Exactly. Of, of you know, like in the past, Dan. Um, things cost a lot of money to make yeah now we can talk for hours yes and i think that's what we're both excited about right that's what some picks is excited about yeah like, yeah and the possibilities are endless mm. you know you start one you talk about one um topic and you get different guests in and mm. then they have different ideas and it's all about spreading ideas yep. and making yeah engaging content really and um we should start a, uh, like a conference called ted talks ted talks and it's just us <laughs> spreading <laughs> ideas ideas worth sharing i think is their um yeah tagline. it is so anyway we can rip that off one day uh, just quickly if people want to check out the Sunpix story um, they can jump online they can sunpixpost.co.nz so we're a post-production facility and we basically make content uh, for TV mm. for web and um, we specialize in finishing so color grading and uh, sound mixing uh, podcast recording voiceover recording awesome yeah we try and do a little bit of everything around so here kind of like creative one-stop shop if you need to get yes, your message out there, true. Yeah. come and uh, leave Come the and visit Poppy. She's here. She's an office <laughs> dog, and she will probably bark at you as you walk in. Yay. Yeah. Sunpixpost.co.nz. <laughs> this episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming, is brought to you by floatculture.co.nz. Float Culture is Auckland's leading flotation tank center created for the well-being of the body and mind. When you float with floatculture.co.nz, you'll create meaningful and lasting change with mindfulness and complete physical relaxation. Floating will become an integral part of your busy lifestyle. Float Culture is motivated to ensure that the entire experience achieves maximum relaxation, happiness and relief for you. So if you want to be part of the float culture scene in New Zealand, visit floatculture.co.nz to book your float and blow your mind right now. As a very special offer to you, the Please Blow My Mind listener, you'll get 20% off your next float by using the promo code MINDBLOWING, all one word. Visit floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Gareth, Tom, thanks for joining me, fellas. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank I you. I want to just acknowledge firstly that um, 
isn't it amazing we live in a time where <clears throat> like 20 years ago us three were doing this but it was probably in a pub there was probably yeah. a fight about to start <laughs> yeah but we talk about mental health and we talk about like men being men and this is quite manly for me that we're about to kind of talk about deep life stuff and tricky mm -hmm. things yeah. and and that it's like if you look at us just we are we look like background people were in lord of the rings you know but, <laughs> yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, pretty much it's like, my relatives were so, <laughs> so i just want to kind of acknowledge that because sometimes it can get confusing in this world to think that it's all gone to hell but i really look at this and it's like well here's three people for example who have never met each other well you guys have but we're willing to do this. We're willing to try something different instead of just the standard. And I mean, maybe is that why you're doing your challenge just to do something different to, you know, um, to not do the standard? Because we're on the standard trajectory at the moment, eh? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I guess we'll start with uh, what's give the people the pitch. What do you guys, what's the craziness you guys are doing? So what we're doing uh, this weekend, tomorrow, mm. starting at midday, we're going to be flipping a 93 kilo tire, tractor tire for 24 hours in the name of mental health yeah. all for the John Kerwin Foundation. Right. Does it get easier when you say it out loud to believe that you're going to be doing this? The funny thing is we went into The Rock and the oh. producer, uh, Jeremy, actually did a little bit of a a voiceover as we came in and when he said it out loud <laughs> i didn't really said it out loud to anybody at that point yeah. and you know we're going to be flipping a tractor tire for 24 hours and he emphasized the 24 hours and he emphasized the weight of the tire and i was like oh i've got kind of goosebumps about this mm. it was really kind of that wow moment mm. it was it was that kind of your eureka moment um i guess you call it yeah. but yeah it's I think now, though, it's it's just something that is going to occur and it's going to happen. You know, we've put 20 weeks of real hard work into mm. training for this, mm. building our bodies up, building our minds up to be able to be up to this mm. Herculean task. So we're ready to go. And it was it was interesting, like looking back at some of the old footage, like we had a, a tiny little tire yeah. that we, we first thought about flipping. And that, mm. I think, was only 53 kgs or something like that. And it only came up to like our waists. <laughs> we're like flipping it real easily. And then... Now we've got this gigantic 93 kg one and it just seems like a lifetime ago mm. like we're we're different people mm. now from the people who 100 started that endeavor yeah, well we talked know? about that before it's like i've tracked you guys on social media and you know this is how you articulate how interesting our life is like you've been outputting this content we've been watching it kind of getting these endorphins from following your story mm -hmm. but we don't really know the 20 weeks you've put in I mean, we've tracked the output, yeah, but not yeah. the input. Like you were referencing the amount of people you've met, yes. the amount mm. of trust you've had to uh, um, accept that you might not know and you might not be able to pull everything together. But you were saying mm. before, it's kind of coming together. It is. It's coming together right at the last minute. And there mm. has been times where I've doubted my abilities and to pull mm. this off. This is the biggest thing I've ever had to organize and corral. And, mm. you know, people... When you're dealing with big groups of people, it is like herding cats. <laughs> there's lots of things. There's lots of, you know, uh, putting the egos aside and all that kind of stuff. There's lots of um, people to manage and different skill sets and that yeah. kind of thing. And finding the right person to to fill in that gap has yeah. been quite challenging. Yeah. Even me, like the, the certain skill sets that I've now acquired yeah. weren't exactly skill sets I had going into this. Um, obviously, as you alluded to, we found each other on social media. Yeah. And I've made a lot of connections through social media, through business. Mm. And it was literally, well, 
we're all just people and it doesn't matter whether you're a celebrity, the amount of people I've approached and talked to on social media, just you're just a bloke. Mm, you're yeah. just somebody that you'll be interested in my story or you won't be. And yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Are you cool if, you know, let's talk real for a sec. Are you cool if there's if, if you don't succeed? Um, I mean, because, you know, there's the other side, which is like, we're going to do this. There's there's yeah. no way out. We're, we're. I think um, in terms of tackling the task, mm. it's like the way to approach it for us mentally is that there is no other outcome apart gotcha. from us yep. completing gotcha. the task. Yep. And look, at the end of the day, I know for both of us, the cause and the reason behind why we're doing this is the most important uh, yeah. part. So if we go out there, we put ourselves on the line, and you know, if we break our bodies mm. in the attempt to complete this this effort, so be it. Mm. We've given it our all and then some, as well as the the lead up and the training prior to it. Mm. But we've sent the message. We've said, you know, look at us. We're willing to be brave and put our own emotional state, our own suffering and our own best effort forward to uh, complete something no one's tried or no people have tried before to use as an opportunity to talk about um, feelings, weakness and mental health. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, that's the biggest thing. We will make it. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% convinced. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the record will be the icing on the cake, the cause and even if it's just reaching one person to help change their mindset around seeking help mm. or mental health, that's worth it a hundred times over. Have, have you worked out why we're so unhappy today? Because that's something I think about a lot. It's something that I feel like we kind of talk about. But like someone asked me the other week, why is your suicide rate high in New Zealand? Mm. And I didn't really know the answer. All I could say is it was, and there's probably like a little bit of this that we don't we don't feel like we can open up. There's a little mm. bit of the British Kiwi, you know, like we, we suck yeah. it all in. Yeah, um, I think like a lot of it, and as we were talking about social media in terms of the positive side of that and how we met, social media has some accountability here. Yeah, and I was actually looking at videos yesterday of all these influencers mm. going on about oh likes have been taken away and you know comments and all this kind of stuff and mm. views of videos have been taken away and all this kind of stuff and you know if you're not and there was one particular influencer that I, I sort of I don't agree with her mm. viewpoint in that oh well if you're not mentally stable enough then just unfollow me or anything like that I think you've got this kind of image of like I'm a I'm now a 40 year old male and you know you're supposed to have a house mm. and a mortgage and kids mm. and all this kind of stuff to be deemed successful mm. if I was to deem myself successful just by those parameters I've failed mm. so how does that make me feel as a as a male right now right. as a provider as a mm. hunter gatherer it makes me feel pretty shit mm. but I have health I have a partner I have a roof over my head, I have a successful business. Mm. I I am successful. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, in, mm. in myself, mm. do I need to improve on stuff? Yes, I do, because mm. this is life and you always need to improve on stuff. Yeah. But social media, I think, is a big problem because we look at XYZ influence and go, oh, he's bigger than me mm. and he's got cooler tattoos mm. and I wish I could bench as much as him. Why do you keep pointing at me? Yeah. Right? <laughs> because I do wish I could bench more <laughs> than you. Yeah, I know, right? You've gone viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of thing where you just like, it's constant, you know, 
Um, one-upmanship. Yeah, critiquing of yourself mm. going, oh, I don't have a Ferrari and mm. I don't have the latest kicks and I don't have the latest iPhone XR or mm. I don't have whatever it is. Mm. I don't have, I don't have because he hasn't. Here. Yeah, but he's now mortgaged up to the hilt and he's got five credit cards and That's he is living in his mom's story. basement. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, as well as like in terms of looking at social media it's also our culture as new zealanders too so i mean we follow the nuclear family model which leads into what gareth was talking about before that perfect idealization so having a wife you know and having two kids and owning your own home mm. it's a nuclear family model and then what stems from that too is this idea of what it is to be a male and a, and masculine. So mm. Gareth talked about being a provider mm. and also there's a wife in the picture there mm. rather than a male partner too. Yeah. So you already have some divisions occurring there. And then if you look at how we look at each other as, as males and what masculine traits are, and we all have those, right? We're mm. big, strong, burly men. Mm. More than likely, all of us have participated in some form of contact sport, right. especially rugby. Yeah. And from there, it kind of is this this idea that if you talk about feelings, you're weak, mm. right? Because to cry, you're weak. Because it shows signs that you're not able to be stoic mm. and strong and handle that's what everything girls that's do. put on your shoulders. Exactly, right, right. right? So I think for us as New Zealand males, and you're talking about the high rates of suicide, males are the highest out mm. of um, the group by a long shot. And the reason behind it is, as well as social pressures from social media and the perfect idealization of what's going on, is that we feel that we can't talk about our feelings because we feel less masculine mm. and weaker to seek help is to show signs that you are struggling and you're not a real man whereas you know it's absolutely the opposite mm. to be able to acknowledge your feelings and to seek help when you need it mm. is the purest form of strength that someone can do it's so courageous to actually put your hand up and go hey you know i'm not doing well okay mm. i don't think i can do this alone got some shit that's going on in my mind which i can't control i need to get some help yeah and it's it's huge and unfortunately you know there's again that stereotyping of what it is to be masculine and it can prevent people from doing that when it's too late and one of the reasons why we chose um the sir john kerwin foundation was for me when i went through some really challenging stuff he was the spokesman for men's mental health mm -hmm. and to put himself out in the public light and say you know i suffered from depression you will be okay seek help it was really something that spoke to me and helped me through those times to put my hand up and mm. seek help what's john kerwin like is he a cool dude he's awesome yeah because yeah. he really is like, super chill <laughs> we met him for coffee but look he's really busy he's here there and everywhere he's on tv yeah. he's got his business he's you know he's got a family and all kind of stuff mm. And we sat with him for about half an hour um, in a cafe in Remuera and about four people came up to him yeah. off the street and he knew them all and wow. he said, oh, that's my auntie or that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my neighbor and he's just super personable. Like, And again, in terms of that, we look at all these celebrities and sporting icons mm. and we tend to put them on a pedestal mm. as, you know, gods almost. You know, they are, they are unbreakable. Yeah. So somebody like JK to turn around and go, hey, look, um, yeah. I, I suffer from depression. Yeah. Is, it was huge. Yeah. I think more people 
like JK and and you know we come from sporting backgrounds and and we have a, a fairly decent knowledge of, of mental health and um, wellness and a lot of athletes actually go to the end of their career and go mm. all I've been all my life is an athlete mm. and that's been taken away by injury or retirement all that kind of stuff and they'll plummet into either drinking yeah. alcoholism uh, drug abuse sorry or you know all that gambling, kind of stuff gambling organizing and that's you know yeah. that whole whereas the, those of us that aren't athletes you know in the in in the public spotlight don't have that kind of fall from grace but it doesn't mean it's any well, less important yeah, or any less significant it's identity yeah like when you lose your sense of identity so it's like if you're a successful athlete that's what you're known for or as um for males if you're a provider and you've been working really hard you're good at your job mm. but for some reason you know in the latest economic downturn your business goes under or where you're working for mm. has to have cost reductions and you're made redundant that can really affect mental health yeah. as well I know look for, at the farming industry yeah. the amount of farmers that suffer from depression and have committed suicide because of the, the changing of the prices of the milk mm. solids mm. the amount of farmers that were committing suicide through i think it was about two or three years ago when the when the numbers really dropped in those uh, in those in the milk value mm. like these are farmers with millions of dollars of mortgages yeah. on you know on farms and they just they can't see a way out and also it's like change happens so quick yeah. yeah. So we already struggle as humans to adapt to change. You know, I've been reading that Sapiens book. I don't know if you've read it. Oh, yeah. They talk about like, you know, we got to the top of the food pile so quick that we still acted like we were in the middle where mm. we were for most mm. of the time. Mm. So we'd, we'd go in after the tigers and try and get to the marrow and stuff. And then we got to the top and now all of a sudden we carry the anxiety around with us. It's like yes. not enough time. And even now, like the rate of change eh, between, say, the first iPhone and now yeah. and the Internet's getting cheaper and we're all connected. And mm. I, I think that has a major part to play but i think we won't be able to recognize it until maybe in the future well it's, yeah. it's really interesting you say that as well because it's like with the internet and the expansion of social media being a teacher i see kids growing up right mm. and teenagers and i think about you know phones just got introduced like mm. cell phones and texting was the thing and now it's you have to create a brand mm. as a student or as, as yeah. a teenager. So you're not only forming your own identity and working and out. My personal brand. Exactly. Wow. Where you stand in, in life and who your friends are, how to operate socially. Mm. But you've also yeah. got to try and create this perfect image of who you are. Mm. And again, it's like if you can't work that out or it doesn't fit the social mold, it creates more anxiety and, and yeah, it can lead to depression and things along those lines yeah. so and insecurity so it's it's really incredible what technology is able to do for us mm. but what it also creates Takes away some, yes did you see that neural link stuff that elon musk oh, yeah. i've only heard yeah, about yeah. it he, well he's got a robot that can implant a little chip sits yeah. behind your ear and goes up to your brain and it's i mean his whole thing that freaked me out is he said i'm doing this to try and give us a shot at merging with AI before it takes us over. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's the end. If that happens, it's the end. We, yeah. we well, do you reckon it's going to be the end? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in our lifetime though, eh? Because it, yeah, when I can, um, I was actually telling, I'm, I turned 40 yesterday. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> and I was talking to, the, uh, to all my younger friends at home <laughs> about 
I still remember when the internet was pretty much first turned on. Yeah. And I remember getting my first computer and mm. I remember my dad having the first cell phone in the street type thing for business. And now you're looking at eight-year-old kids walking around with the latest That's iPhone. scary, man. Bro. It's scary. Well, and also, and like, then how far is that going to go? Yeah. And, and we'll talk about classrooms in terms wow. of what is acceptable in a classroom where for us mm. growing up, what was acceptable in a classroom was a pen and a pad of paper. Yeah. That's what and, now and they've a got. A, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's devices, mm. you know, and everything's on a cloud where the parents can have a look. Literally, if I went home and I didn't have homework, I wasn't sat there doing homework, I'd get, I'd get, I didn't get beaten, but, mm. you know, I'd, I'd have serious words. Now parents can check up on their kids on a cloud mm. system and, and see kind of what homework is there. And there's, there's all this kind of, it's all the kids have all this technology coming at them so fast and it's so it's constant you know yeah. these kids mm -hmm. are becoming just saturated by technology and saturated yeah. by information and they want stuff now and we're creating this generation of yeah this culture of now mm. you know they want satisfaction now exactly. they want that dopamine hit yeah. now because people it's 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 kind of out of control, but you, you know, like take the face app, you know, that makes you look old. Yeah. I was trying to work out what is it that everyone's, why is it going viral? Do we really want to see ourselves as old people or is it just that it does it so well? <sighs> but man, everyone's done it. Yeah. That's and funny though. Like, yeah, it's all bro. males who are posting though. Yeah, yeah, Most yeah. of the, the yeah, women all, are like, yeah. oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, where guys are like, oh yeah, I'm like a fine wine. I look yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's just where... Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting time. I mean, it's always been an interesting time, mm. and we're just it's happened to be in this time. And do you kind of get the feeling that um, uh, that you say what you guys are doing, and some part what I think I'm doing is hosting honest conversations mm -hmm. to try and show that it's not all Kardashians, you know? No, it's, it's not. It's a little bit sometimes, but genuinely, we're trying to be ourselves in this, yep. you know, and we're figuring mm -hmm. it out. But do you kind of feel like it's enough, or do you feel like stats and consumerism and, and all of these things just keep pile and pile and pile? I think it's, it's awesome, like mm -hmm. having podcasting and platforms where you can hear people actually discuss important mm -hmm. issues or relevant issues or just interesting things yeah. because it not only teaches people how to actually communicate and mm -hmm. hold a conversation but yeah brings those issues out to yeah. attention yeah. so with the integration of technology and cell phones we're currently the most interconnected that mm. we've been as mm. social beings but we're also the most so isolated apart, yeah you know so it's like people might be messaging and texting people mm. but actually meeting up from a physical standpoint and even interacting it's like normally if you know you used the bar analogy before mm. you walk into a bar and you might see three guys who are there to catch up and watch a game or have a chat but there'll be a phone in a hand the whole time they're mm. there and it'll be beer phone oh yeah beer <laughs> phone oh yeah you know so it's like i think these things are really important to actually teach people especially young people how to interact socially too yeah. well it's not just the physical feat that you're going after tomorrow it's also the fact that you're doing something in the moment hey you know yeah. it's like these mindfulness yeah. words that get put around and look i'm on board with it but we talk about it like it's a cup of water and you can have it right there <laughs> but it's kind of like a state you earn it or you, you be in it rather and yeah. sometimes that cup of water and that's a very good analogy yeah. sometimes that cup of water isn't always full mm. yeah so it's learning and i learned this i did the wim hof seminar mm. a couple of weeks ago with nigel beach and is he a cool dude 
Nigel is awesome. I yeah, love Nigel. He's so he's got this. You know, those people that just have natural energy and natural charisma about them. That's Nigel. Mm. He his charisma is infectious. He is just a wonderful human being and a very generous human being. And he mentioned in terms of that, you know, mindfulness and wellness as a cup and keeping it full. Mm. And it's something that you have to learn to do. Mm. And I think that, you know, is what Tom was speaking about in terms of not knowing where to go and not knowing how to gain these tools or, mm. or how to fill your cup up mm. yeah. that you know that's a, that's a big part of it and I, I you know i don't profess to be any kind of expert in mental health or, or wellness but certain things i'm like oh, that makes sense that yeah. he was talking about and yeah like you're saying with the cup that was a really mm. a really good point we are very much and a lot of it can be disingenuous mm. there's a lot of again getting back to social media there's a lot of these rah-rah people on on social yeah. these wellness coaches i hate that word i'm a wellness coach what, <laughs> what does that mean what does that actually What's mean it? so you're just on social media giving people tips on how to live a better life right. well, okay what's your life like mm. you're just on this screen telling me to live my best life and yet what are you doing mm. to to show me that i should listen to mm. you it's like you, you wouldn't hire a overweight personal trainer yeah because if they can't take their own advice what are they going to do for you? Yeah. Um, you know, or all that kind of stuff. So I, I, wellness coaches, there are some great ones out there. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to offend any wellness coaches yeah. that, that yeah. are going to be listening. And you get all this hate mail from wellness coaches. <laughs> I've come across some, and I know some, and they are great. Mm. And they, they walk the talk. That's, that's one thing is that, you know, a lot of the people on social have jumped on these bandwagons of, I'm a wellness coach. I'm a... I'm an empath, I'm a this, I'm a that, mm. just because it's a cool word, you know? And I think for those that are looking and searching for that kind of answer coming across these people can also be quite detrimental and can be quite harmful yeah. to, to some degree just by getting shitty bro knowledge mm. of, you know, mm. hey man, do well, I five sets of five it, at 90% because right. you know? you're going to get strong because that's what mm. the dude I saw on YouTube doing. Yeah. So it's just like... <laughs> yeah, I think it's like... It's it's like anything in life, right? It's You can seek inspiration and motivation and tools from other people, but you've got to take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. You've got to be able to apply it to your life. And it's mm. important to check and question where you're getting these from yeah. or this information from to know if it's actually valid, if it will work for you. And it's great to see like I still jump on like CT Fletcher's pages uh, <laughs> you know check out what Joe Rogan's doing and um, uh, yeah you know Goggins for example oh, and, man, and that always that. fires yeah. me up and it's like <laughs> it's great to look at that and Jocko Willock for example but I can't rely on that to be my motivational factor and I can't use the tools exactly how they use them mm -hmm. to continue to live my life so it's great mm -hmm. to look at that stuff gain some inspiration or some motivation at the time but not rely upon it mm. you've got to seek and apply those tools to yourself if mm. they work for you and find your own way of utilizing them to continue down your path mm. of betterment and yeah. i think that's it too like filling your glass up is your responsibility as well true that, yeah that's a very good point yeah. you can't rely on likes you can't rely on views it's got to be something that you actively improve yourself mm -hmm. and i know for gareth and i it's like 
we started off this this endeavor to to flip a tire and do something really significant for our, ourselves for us, yeah. and then for a cause and it's just become so much more than that you know now it's like we've gained so many tools i mean gareth was mm. talking about interacting with people especially people outside of our area of commonality yeah and and putting ourselves out in the public eye and arena and like i'm an introvert and i which is weird as a teacher mm. but for me it was like speaking at assembly in front of 2600 people wow. i was like white knuckle gripping holding the podium mm. but it, it was such a great experience for me to you know kind of be open about my challenges and the people that i've lost to mental illness and why i'm doing this as well as enhancing my confidence and my ability to speak like being on the am show as well mm, talking yeah. about that and our journey it's been amazing to build ourselves up not only as kind of physical people but yeah from an emotional and, and mental level too yeah, yeah what do you guys dream about at the moment what do we dream about is it just sleep because you're yeah, from lifting the pretty much we're talking visualization day, days when my hands don't hurt <laughs> I watch your stuff and I'm like that's a massive tree trunk just, yeah oh that was fun yeah, man yeah. it's yeah. like I'm trying to just, how do you describe it to people how did you get that it's just a massive piece of wood <laughs> so I've now got this crazy affinity of picking up <laughs> And this desire to go and pick up heavy stones. <laughs> the um, tire wasn't enough. The tire, the tire's not enough. It's, it's, it's like opened my eyes it, to. No. I'm actually, you know, I'm. I set my mind to things, and I get shit accomplished. Mm. Yeah, man. You know, there's a lot of power in that. And there's a lot of pride I have in myself. I'm mm. very proud of Tom, and I'm very proud of myself in mm. terms of what we've done. We've gone. Did we're going to do this, and in 20 weeks we're going to accomplish it, and we've put our minds to achieving that task, and tomorrow we we will mm -hmm. and then i was looking through again trolling through social media and i was like oh watch this guy pick up these stones uh the denny stones in in scotland very famous um stones strongman stones i was like oh i wonder if i could do that <laughs> and i sort of said to tom i sent him the link i was like what do you think about this same response kind of you know that we got for flipping the tire yeah man that's cool like <laughs> tom's my sounding board and yeah man that's cool let's yeah that's you dope. can do that let's you do, can that. do that no worries <laughs> like <laughs> and i was looking for training tools and i live on the shore and uh, a nice area called um sort of campbell's bay mm. and i was like oh i'll go down to the beach and i'll see if i can find some natural stones knock around the beach and i was in my partner's sign written vehicle and I thought oh maybe not a good look to be driving down the beach in Milford Beach in the middle of the day stealing stones also a, just a dude walking around looking a for random things yeah, like, just like what's this just looking for a heavy stone yeah and I was driving home and driving past this driveway and there was a pile of wood on this person's grass verge mm -hmm. had free painted and literally just came to a grinding halt <laughs> jumped out of my car and my partner's like what are you doing and I just kind of ran around the back I'm just like back the car up back the car up back the car up it's like what opened the car hurt? and picked up the two biggest ones I could physically pick up and put them in the back of the car and then we drove home and started lifting them now yes throwing <laughs> them around I think what's kind of cool though when it looks like you have to not hold it like you know duck of dumbbells it's almost yep. like a metaphor yeah. for everything everything is suited for us and yeah. we kind of get yep. the physical shell of it but you know what the wood you got to work it and your body becomes everything's comfortable that's it's yeah. a book yes. i'm reading at the moment um about the wim hof um uh, um method and a 
the forward in there is just about our lives being comfortable mm. now. All this like technology, heating, mm. you know, lights, mm. all this stuff that has made our lives comfortable now. Cold, mm. you know, cold immersion is, is, is one of the pinnacles of, mm. you know, the, um, of the Wim Hof method, breathing and, and cold immersion. You like, we've rugged up, we've got beanies on, you know, I had a big overcoat on, you've got boots on. Mm. When was the last time you stud in your garden with no shoes on and no socks on? Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, Ages. you know, yeah. being, being like, comfortable, yeah. you're not gonna grow. It's always been like kind of at the forefront of my mind, like even when I was a kid and I engaged in rowing, it was like, how am I gonna beat everyone else that I'm competing against? It's like, well, if I just sit on a rowing machine mm. and go up and down the slide, mm. I'm not going to be improving that much. It's going to hurt. So it would be like, you know, you'd you'd sit down on a rowing machine for an hour, sometimes two hours nonstop, and you'd get off and your hands are blistered and bleeding mm. and your body's aching. But it's like, well, I've just been uncomfortable for that period of time and I know I've grown. It's like lifting yeah. weights, lifting stones. Yeah putting yourself in a situation that's uncomfortable, talking in front of people if that's not your forte. Mm, mm. You know, you go and make yourself uncomfortable or even scared and you're going to grow because you're going to get through that situation, you know, and it could be baby steps. But if you put yourself out of your comfort zone, mm. that's where you're going to improve. Otherwise, you just become stagnant. Or you get trapped inside yeah. of that. Yes. Yeah. And you look, at, you look at health, you look at like New Zealand, the amount of people that suffer from asthma. Mm. Or in obesity New as well, man. And it basically comes down to now you can have houses that are so insular, there's nothing that can get in. They're all micro pollen this mm. and all that kind of stuff, all the filters. I was a kid that was rolling around in dirt, mm. climbing trees, falling out of trees. Mm. Yep you know, falling off my bike, doing all the stuff that kids should do. Mm. Nowadays, little Johnny has an iPad and mm. an iPhone and, you know, he has, I can't stand um, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yes. True. That's, oh, I think, dude. one of the big things as well, you know, Whoa. with sickness and disease <clears throat> because we're now, you know, the kids particularly that are growing up and the millennials, they haven't been exposed to this, so they get sick more often, mm. and they get colds more often, and they get mm. all this kind of stuff because, oh, you know, they've got a little, you know, all the, yeah, the Remuera mums yeah. like rubbing little Johnny's hands in. It's you know, really interesting it being a teacher as well and seeing the effects of it. So I teach PE and health at mm. high school level, and even across the last kind of five years, the levels of fitness and physical ability have dropped steadily. And uh, my head of faculty, he's been teaching, I think, at McLean's for over 20 years. Mm. He's an amazing character. And he's got his books where he has the kind of junior run um, times. Um, and we do a fitness unit to help build them up around that. But what's actually happened is the scores have gotten worse and worse and worse as more technology has been involved. And something that's really quite sad for me to look at especially you know and i'm sure you guys can relate being active people and especially when we were younger mm. is that you had those basic skills you were able to go out and kick a ball around or throw a ball because you'd been doing that whereas what is terrifying now is i'll go to teach a class and there might be some kids who don't have those skills wow you know and mm. um and it's really sad because 
you know, the, the unfortunate thing is they, they might go into a lesson like that and they might have a teacher who's very much of the expectation, especially if they've been teaching a while, mm. to go, well, you should be able to do this. And they might not enjoy it because they feel ashamed that they can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think what's really important is, again, move out of your comfort zone and give it a crack. But we as a country need to look at how we're addressing education too. There's been a massive kind of push uh, recently to remove um, national standards from primary school testing, which has freed up more time for actual learning rather than teaching to an assessment, which is great. But PE in primary school age isn't being taught almost at all anymore unless by – some teachers are amazing with it because they have that sporting background, Mm. but it's not the teacher's fault. The current Mm. qualifications don't put enough emphasis on it, and it's not, I don't think, enforced enough within the curriculum, which is limiting the opportunity for kids to develop physically Mm. and also those amazing skills that you get from – Engaging interaction exactly right, and the awkwardness. Like, yeah, I was thinking about. I was talking to someone um, the other day, and you don't even have to go to the ball with a partner anymore. You can go with your mates. Yeah, yeah. I was like, part of the rite of passage was even the fat kid like me had to muster up the courage to ask someone. I happen to live in a town that had one model. And she was my mate, so she went with me. Yo's and it was an awesome night. <laughs> but anyway, that's for a different podcast. But I had to work out my strategy as some 16-year-old or something. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. like calling and freaking out and, and then asking and her saying yes. And the, the enjoyment I got from yes, I did it. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that wasn't even at the ball. So it's just that idea of I get it. There's a fine line between pushing people to do stuff they don't want to do and not – you know, encouraging a little bit of awkwardness. Can't yeah. they? You know, yeah. like we're yeah. just saying be uncomfortable. Why can't it be okay for everyone to be uncomfortable? But then I mean, there's levels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're not going to be like, oh, you're scared of heights. Okay, go skydive. Yeah. You know, you've got to start yeah. slow yeah. and, and David Goggins would say, yeah, yeah, yeah just, just kick you out, out of the plane. plane. Yeah. Lots of people tell you, can. <laughs> just like, here's your parachute, go <laughs> hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> Stay hard. <laughs> Roger that. Yeah. I, um, read his or listen to his audio book. Have you got Same. His? Yeah. I've, I've He's got a it. dude, eh? He's yeah, a, I, oh, man, the adversity <laughs> that that guy has faced is phenomenal. Um, and not everybody can do the the things that he, the physical things that he's done that yeah. takes a special human being rightly or wrongly like there's going to be people that just think he's he's mad for doing the things mm. he does and put no did and put his put his body through mm. and look he's a one percenter mm. a lot of his principles are scalable you yeah. can scale yeah. them down for the average Joe blogs I don't think everybody should go and do bad water with little to no running practice. Yeah, no. You know, um, I'm I'm not going to go and try and do an SAS, you know, um, induction. Mm. I know physically that it will just be insanity. Mm. But there are, like Tom was saying, there are going to be people who look at that and, and get, it might be the one thing that gets them off the couch. Mm. Yeah. And he's done his job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's been my principle as as a, a strength coach and a trainer. You know, my job is to teach you 
you know, I shouldn't be there counting for you yeah. week in, week out, taking mm. your money off you and, and you being a cash cow to fund my lifestyle. I am there, like Tom, as a teacher. Yeah. I am there to give you the tools so you can go away mm. and Will can go and train himself yeah. mm. and have the knowledge and then come back for a refresher or some question or whatever it is or a training session together. But my job is to teach you. Yeah. And I think Dave, you know, if you sort of water it down and take away the stay hard and all that kind of stuff, like I'm not a runner and I will never profess to be a runner. I, I hate running. <laughs> that is hard. So that, that doesn't motivate me. What what he does and the getting out there and the running on the pavement and all that kind of stuff, and that's how he lost weight, that's not what I would do. Mm. But I can take a leaf from his book and go, okay, how can I apply those principles to my life and to my clients and all that kind of stuff? And what mm. can I learn from it myself that mm. I can then impart on others? Um, and I think, you know, that's what we're trying to do the amount of messages of of good luck and and you know how proud people are and how inspired people we didn't set out to do this to inspire people mm -hmm. i don't and i get told i've been told recently you know i don't find myself very inspiring i don't think of myself I look in the mirror and go you're going to be inspiring today <laughs> I, I find that pretty wanky to be, yeah. to be fair <laughs> you know i'm i'm not a motivational speaker i am not a life coach mm. i am i'm there to do my life mm. and if i can teach you some stuff on the way and, and you want to learn some stuff from me then cool let, mm. let's go on that journey together but yeah i i'm i'm not i'm not a motivator i don't i don't look for people to motivate me either i find friendships like tom what tom does and it was actually a question we got asked the other day in terms of training and how do we do what we do I know for the last 20 weeks, because Tom and I don't mm. live together. Mm. Yep. We live, you know, a, a decent amount of space away from one another. Yeah. Thankfully. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I know that if I'm tired and my body's sore and I'm really, and it's getting to eight o'clock at night, if I haven't trained, Tom has. Mm. Yeah. So in that, I find motivation, you know, I'm a fairly intrinsically motivated person. I don't need people rah rahing mm. me or, or coaches shouting at me to get me to do stuff. I will find that motivation. But some days that's quite hard. Yep. So doing what we've done and having Tom alongside me has kept me honest. It's kept each other honest. Yeah. Tom knows that I'm working and Gareth knows that I am. Yeah. And and we get competitive with it too, which True. is fun. So we've we've definitely pushed each other. And life should be competitive. Yeah. Now, nowadays it's oh, you know, it's it's not a contest. Participation. <laughs> your participation no, medal. It's not. You're all winners. No score. No. I will try and get to the door before one another or <laughs> get out of the driveway first. Like yeah. there's always it's like how many flips did you do, bro? Oh, I did I did one thirty nine. Okay. I did one forty two. Oh, oh, I was like, damn man. God, I wish I had gone a little harder. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome and i think that's that's one of the things that kind of drew each other to uh to us because we we both kind of well i worked for um just workout years and years ago and gareth was based out of one of them and we kind of formed a little bit of a bromance i was mm -hmm. lifting and he was lifting we were like oh that guy has good form he's yeah, lifting he's some heavy dude. things oh. and then you know having a chat and then um <laughs> kick things off from there but one thing that really really spoke to me before that gareth was saying is the trying to pass on the knowledge that he has and both of us are all about that and it's like while we've been on this journey we've wanted to try and document a lot of it to demonstrate you know when we've gone through those hard times mm -hmm. um, when we have been feeling 
low or out of energy and what we've kind of done to enable ourselves to continue like drawing upon each other for um, inspiration or accountability looking at people like Goggins even knowing for me like I'm not a big fan of social media you can probably tell that by my limited posting <laughs> and Gareth gets on my case about it sometimes but I'll always upload a story when I've been training for the most part and for me I use it as a tool to keep accountable to myself it's like well I've said today that I'm going to train and I've jotted down like Here's session one, for mm. example. Here's the proof. And I've put session one. Therefore, it means I'm going to have to do session two, mm. you know. So I've got to keep doing that. So I think part of it is finding motivation from yourself intrinsically, but having little tools or tweaks to keep yourself accountable mm. on that thing. So it's like playing mind games with yourself sometimes. And it's too. the same as business, like finding yourself, you know, holding yourself accountable in business. Mm. I have a small business and I don't have anybody to be accountable to. I don't have a boss. I don't have a bank manager screaming at me or anything like that. I'm accountable to me. So if I don't get up and go, okay, I need to get this shit done today, mm. it doesn't get done. What do you think the one takeaway, <clears throat> if you were going to pass on, and, you know, I know we don't like doing things like this um, where it's like – You've got to give a one-stop shop solution. I don't want to put you in that zone, but if someone's listening and they're like, man, you guys have got each other. You're also physically fit. I'm sitting on the couch or I'm not happy. I'm going through a tough time. Can you share one thing that just might just plant the seed or get the tinder going, you know, instead of like your fires are lit yep. and they're burning and you're yep. putting more logs on that you're pinching from the side of the street mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. But for that, <laughs> that person who's maybe not, they've got to get their tinder sparked again. Yeah. Like, could you just share one thing maybe in, in um, the harder times that, you know, just gave you a bit of hope? Find something you enjoy. Mm. Mm. Find something that gives your life joy. Mm. It doesn't have to be physical. Like everyone looks at us and yeah, we are physical and we're doing a very physical task. That doesn't have to be it. Just like the running for Goggins, that was the thing that got him down from 300 pounds. I don't want to do that. Mm. I don't want to run. Mm. You know, I'll run to the fridge and that is about it. But find something that gives your life joy. Mm. Paint. If, if that's what you know you know you've always kind of if that's something that you've suppressed pick up a musical instrument you know do something that gives yeah. your life joy mm. that makes you smile inside not outside you know disingenuous for social media mm. for likes and all that stupid shit do stuff that makes you happy as long as it's not hurting anybody then Follow that through. Mm. Go and do that. Mm. Do it more. Do it more often. Yeah. Do it in front of people. Whatever whatever it is, mm. just do stuff that makes you happy. Mm. Training makes us both happy. There's obviously the 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 chemical and physiological benefits of yep. training and what we're doing. Yes, I get that as well. But if if you're struggling, and this is something that you know, I, I watch with my dad. My dad went through cancer a couple of years ago and came through and he he, mm. he survived it. But for as long as I've known my dad, for as long as I've been alive, as long as I've known my dad, he's not picked up a guitar. Mm. And it was literally my auntie sending me a message that, oh, your dad's, your dad's teaching himself how to play guitar. My dad's in his 60s. Mm. And, you know, he, he lives on his own now and all kind of thing. And he, he didn't have anything. And he's, he's lost an eye with cancer and he was very self-conscious and all mm. kind of stuff. His one thing that he enjoyed doing was driving and that was taken away from him. So, you know, all this, all this suffering that he went through and all that kind of stuff, he, he picked up a guitar. Mm. 
is he going to go and flip tires on me? And then was he ever in the gym? No, he wasn't. I didn't get my love for the gym from my dad. Mm. I got it from my mum. But he found something to fill his time mm. now. And he enjoys it. And it's something, mm. it's something for him. It's not for anybody else. It's not for me. He's not going to write me a song and, and sing to me over the phone. Mm. He, That'd be awesome. Though. Yeah, well, yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> dad, if you're listening, write me a song. Flip. no it's it's something for him Mm. nobody else yeah and and i love that confused with people um you know a lot of the guests talk about you can't look after someone if you can't look after yourself and for that kiwi funny that we feel like we're being a little bit arrogant looking after ourselves first but i think there's a fine difference right and that's that it's what you're saying it doesn't mean that we can't still share together time but you got to find something that for you. floats your boat yeah whether yeah. it's reading whether it's writing whether mm. it's you know the arts whether it's musical whether it's a physical endeavor mm. doesn't matter like mm. just go and do something that makes you happy and yeah. do that as much as you can mm. um one thing i think about a lot and i'll be keen to get your guys opinion is <clears throat> depending where you look online there's different ways that say the modern man is um, or men in general have been kind of articulated you know and it's something i think about it's like maybe if i just put a broad stroke on it uh it's something like well men ruled the roost mm-hmm. and you know we did this and that and we went to war and mm. and now there's a push for a kind of more equal society which i agree with you yep. know like we want people to have the same opportunities and mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard through the a guy's eye because it feels like that is the case but i understand that there's blind spots i don't always see yep. uh and then you mix on top of that um I guess the move to move away from, say, traditional religions, for example. Mm-hmm. And although I am someone who sits on the fence and I'm like, well, I could believe in something or I'm happy to believe in science, for me they're kind of more similar than not because you still have to give it over to some neutron. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to talk about that. A little bit like we don't want kids to climb trees. So something fills that void and it's that filling of the void which i'm a bit worried about like i kind of see more corporates now taking the moral stand on on how we should act you Mm. know and i just wonder if you guys think about you know apart from just having you know physically healthy mentally healthy like where are you drawing your ethical principles from um now we're going deep so for me i guess i i feel like I've had a fair bit of adversity chucked my way every now and again. Um, like, I guess when I was a kid, and one of the reasons why I wanted wanted to be a teacher, funnily enough, was I um, I was told that you know I'd never amount to anything. Um, yeah, uh, and I was chucked in uh, reading help, maths help, help for English, um, spelling. You know, you did those spelling tests. Timekeeping. Yep, there's that too. Um, but yeah, you know, so I, I basically was told that I was dumb. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and for me, it was it was really interesting because I was like, well, even as a kid, it was like, that really hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, am I like that? And fortunately, I had amazing parents and um, family and, and a nanny who, who helped me recognize, you know, that I wasn't that way and helped me persevere and succeed. And I was able to to have that chip on my shoulder and and use it as motivation to prove people wrong and i guess where i'm getting at with this is is 
I wanted to be a teacher so that I could make a difference like some teachers made for me and mm. helping encourage mm. me and say that, hey, you know, you, you actually are capable of this. And where I get my ethical mentality from from it is like I've been put on this earth, again, whether it's by God, evolution, whatever, mm. take your pick. Um, and I have an opportunity here. Right, I can go about my life and focus on me and maybe focus on the people who are around me mm-hmm. and try and do good by them or them. Or I can go about my days and everyone that I come in contact to, um, I can try and have a positive effect on them, whether it's just walking past someone in the street and smiling at them mm. rather than avoiding eye contact. If someone messages me on social media and asks about what we're doing or a circuit or something like that, I can encourage them and respond mm. and say, this is this exercise, have a crack at it. Mm. You know, um, if a student is struggling with something or anything like that, I can try and help them with that. You know, so it's like, what, I guess, look at yourself. What are you doing with your life? You know, mm. is it harder to avoid someone's eyes as you're walking along the street or could you just take a couple of extra moments and put yourself out there and smile at them Mm. you know that could be the difference and and making someone's day a little bit better than what it was before you know so i guess try and have a positive impact on on those that you meet life is pretty simple it's don't be a dick yeah. and just be nice to people. Yeah. It's really that simple. It's so um, much better. I, I don't. <laughs> it really is. You know, I like Tom had a had an okay upbringing. Mm. You know, I wasn't particularly a good student at school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I excelled at certain things. Um, I came from a, a, a kickboxing background, so kicking people in the face was something I excelled at. Boom. <laughs> um, Literally. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't school get to work until <laughs> yeah. I'm you know, School work, not so much. And struggled through sort of through my teen years and then emigrated to New Zealand and, you know, a long way from home and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I didn't go through the, the whole kind of cliche of school of hard knocks. I went to Long Bay College, which was a pretty beautiful school, a pretty beautiful part of the country, um, beautiful views and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't, you know, I, I didn't go to school out south. I didn't, I wasn't the only white kid in school, all that kind of stuff. So it was... <laughs> it took a while for me to find who I was as a person. Mm. And I, I think I still am. Like I've got a better idea now, but I've had jobs. I've been fired from jobs. I've had relationships and mm. they haven't worked out and all that kind of stuff. But it's basically be nice to people and don't be a dick. Mm. That's kind of got me through. And, and Tom, you know, as he said, smile at people in the street. Mm. You know, be nice to the person bringing you your coffee. Yeah. Ask them how they're doing. Mm. It's amazing. A, a, a good friend of mine, Mike, owns a cafe in, in Milford, a little roastery in Milford. And the amount of people that come up to him and don't even say hi, they just go, flat white, please. Large flat white takeaway. Mm. Yeah. Manners is a big thing. Manners. Too, how gone out the I window. I will right? still open a door for a lady. I will still stand up when a lady enters the room. Mm. I was brought up properly in the yeah. uk you know give up good your kind of, seat on the bus give up man. your seat on the bus like that if kind there's of thing. A, if, a older yeah. person or a lady with a child or a man with a child give up your seat mm. just be aware of yeah. people around you you know i will still usher people through doors i will hold doors open for people um 
it's just good manners. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, no, I agree. Manners, I mean, it's in my title. I don't say blow my mind. I say please. Yeah, I love it's, it. just, it's a reminder <laughs> for me just to ask nicely. And, yeah. and I, you know, I get it. In this world, we want to kind of like make everything mean nothing sometimes. And, you know, there's this dominance and all of this stuff. But mm. at the end of the day, I kind of feel like, well, most people, I, I, I want to believe that most people are reasonable and mm, yeah. that, and, and, and also something like, Sometimes I feel guilty that I also share a nice upbringing. And I'm mm, thinking, right. what does that mean? Because yeah. there's plenty of people who I talk to who have rough as guts, and that's the fire they used. You, yes, know? Yes. you got told you were done, so you're like, spend the rest of my life proving you wrong. Yeah. Mm. And so there's that pain, and there's the, you have to come out the other side, you know, there's the yin and the yang. And I happen to be someone who I think about it like a bank. I banked a lot of love. So mm. when the shit days come, I can just give a little bit out, but I have enough in. Yeah. And I, I still think to myself, well, what, is, what does that mean? And the best thing I can come to, well, if, if you can dream, for example, like presumably you guys dreamt this idea up. Let's flip a bloody tire for yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Yep. That shows others that you've ha you have the capacity to and yeah. maybe they can too yeah. even if and they don't you know i think that's so important too it's like like gareth said before to get yourself up or active do something that you enjoy find something that mm. you enjoy and something that's really important too is having a dream mm. for me when we started this endeavor or a bit before like my life fell down around around me basically mm. um I was in a, a committed relationship for a long period of time and basically ready to pop the question oh. and Paul got pinned on that one, oh. you know, and that, that was fine. It was one of those things that happened. I was going for a position at work that I was really passionate about and thought I would be getting. I got looked over um, for it, unfortunately, um, which really hurt. And then my grandma, who I was really close to and had a massive part of my upbringing, got really sick mm. and ended up passing on us. Mm. Um, as well as that, you know, I was coaching and I got some pretty harsh feedback mm. from some um, parents who said, you know, my coaching wasn't up to scratch because wow. it wasn't consistent because I was seeing my grandma as she was mm. passing away. But for me, what I looked at from that or took from that was what's the dream? who am I and it was like well currently I'm this person the person I want to be is over here how am I going to achieve that what am I going to do so for me it was like well I want training's always been a central part of my life that makes me feel good mm -hmm. so I jumped back on the bandwagon and threw myself into that and it was like well do I want to practice what I preach as well as a PE teacher it's like do I get up and go for the runs with the kids mm -hmm. when they do that it's like well I haven't been because I was powerlifting and I was really heavy so let's start running. So now I run with the kids all wow. the time. And it's just like I, I'm working slowly to try and evolve and be that person that I dream of being or want to be. Wow. And I think find something you enjoy and try and identify the person that you want to be. You're never going to get there. It's like Gareth said, you're always progressing. You're always evolving. And as soon as you hit one stone or one goal or achieve one dream, there's going to be another one, right? Mm -hmm. So get to that peak or get across that stream use the stepping stones be proud of yourself as you achieve those things and yeah keep that dream in mind or that goal in mind and try and work towards it enjoy the victories i think it was matthew mcconaughey it was a, a valedictorian speech he gave about to go. yeah yeah <laughs> who who his hero was mm. um and he spoke about his hero is him in 10 years time yeah mm. 
you know that's his hero boom that's who he's and that's what tom's getting at you know i want to be i want to look back over the next or look back in the last five years and go how have i grown as a person whose lives have i affected mm. good and bad mm. positive and negative um effects and how can i make that better over the next five years yeah that's it how can i be a better human yeah in the next five years mm. and also that's the gareth that i want to be yeah and it's whatever like, that may be as you're progressing too it's like if you get caught up on the negative stuff as well, it's going to stagnate you and you're going to feel bitter. And it's like for me, I was able to move past that and I've achieved those things that I wanted to. Um, I, I ended up getting that position again, you know, and it's like if I had gotten bitter and twisted, it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to get there. So it's like pushing and pushing and, and pushing there is and a little learning. bit about that. Um, you know, you know I, I, again, I'm not an expert on manifestation and all that kind of stuff. And I have, a, <laughs> I have, a, I have a, a rudimentary understanding of, of, of the universe and energy and we're all energy and all that kind of stuff. And the minute you kind of focus on a problem, not getting a particular role mm. and you become bitter about that, then there's negative energy around that one thing. And as Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about of, you know, our thoughts and emotions and program responses and all that kind of stuff. And it's also kind of what we were talking about with attire in terms of getting it done. We know mm. in our minds that this is done now. We've played it over in our heads. We've spoken about it together. We've thought about it on our own. We've, you know, I've meditated on it a little bit. Mm. It's going to be done. We're, we're, we're seeing it done now. And yep. being negative about a situation just adds more fuel to that situation becoming worse. Mm. And, and, Tom kind of found a way to stop thinking about that and stop being bitter about not getting that role and put his energies into other things that he enjoyed, giving positive energy out. Mm. And everyone you know that is around Tom knows he's he's very. I spent fortunate to spend a couple of sessions in school with him, and he's a very positive human being. <laughs> that positivity then breeds positivity it's a bit cliche those words but it's not yeah because we're desperate to hear that yeah and we're I, desperate to believe it's real I, I, and it is, and and it and is. It's, it's 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 not there aren't answers out there you mm. can't ask the the universe for answers <laughs> it, it's not, so the you secret you've got to make your own saying? ones no yeah. no there's it's no magic twice pill. for me the secret both time was park park you know like i was driving i'm like I manifest a park to be there uh, for me. And a park yeah. was there, bro. Yeah. But it didn't work for my small business that closed. <laughs> but that in itself is, you know, there'll be a reason for that and it would have taught you some things that you yeah. can go, okay, I'm not going to do that again. Definitely. Yeah, and I'm going to put my energies lessons. into a different part of that. And also letting shit go. As I've learned over the last two years of having my business and the last, this year alone, just learning to let it go all the questions all the mm. wants and desires let it go and just let it happen mm. that's all it's come down to you know i can stress over money and i can stress about paying bills for my for my um, business and money coming in the door and just get all wound up and all i'm doing is just driving myself into a hole yeah. of stressing about money and then i get physically sick and all this kind of stuff mm. Whereas you can just go, you know what? I've got a wonderful business. I've got wonderful products and people will buy it. People like it and people buy it and orders will come. And then all of a sudden an order comes through and you're like, huh. You know, I'm not thinking about 
people buying products I'm not thinking mm. about, you know, people liking my, uh, my personal page on Instagram or my business page or anything like that. If they do, they do. Cool. If they don't, I'm cool with that. Mm. You know, I'm not going to get bogged down with the, the stuff that really doesn't matter to me. Mm. What yeah. matters to me is me being happy, mm. the people around me being happy, how I can make them happy. Mm. Um, and everything else will sort itself out. Yeah, I think I heard Sam, it always does. Sam Harris talk about you can suffer twice. You're worrying about money, yeah. mm. and then that can actually eventuate, and you don't have money, so you're going to suffer then. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. suffer twice? Because you're now thinking about not yeah. having money. So you might as well just only suffer when necessary. Yeah, but yeah. it's this weird human condition. And also, we're very much, um, and Stacey will hate me for saying this, but Stacey is a problem person. Mm. She's a there's a problem and uh, problem. Yeah, I'm like okay, so there's a problem. What do we do mm. to get out of that situation? A solution. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that's not always what people want to hear. Mm. So you got a, a problem at work. Okay, you didn't you didn't get your job. What, what are, are your options? Do? Yeah. Mm. So do you what stay else? at school and yeah. upskill yourself? Look at go. Okay, so why did they pass me over? Yeah, exactly. What is it that I can do to make me a better teacher? How are you going to learn from this situation? Yeah. Mm. Was Every- it something that was it a presentation thing? Can I sharpen up my act? Can I? Is it a, a units thing? Can I yeah. upskill myself as a as a, uh, as a professional? Mm. What is it that made them look at somebody else yeah. rather than me? And what can I do to put myself in a better position yeah. next time that comes around? Yeah, it's like fear is your worst enemy, right? So you're too scared to actually look at what happened, why you failed. But failure is your friend. Mistakes are, mm. are your best friend. You don't learn from success. If you accomplish a task, <laughs> like if it comes easy, success. you know, no worries, perfect, sweet, I'll just do it again and it'll happen. But if you make a mistake or you trip up and you fail, it's like in this journey for the tire flipping. We've failed. Yeah. You know, we've, that's why we've had these practice runs and these training runs. Mm. You know, we know what doesn't work for us and when we're going to fail. Mm. And we've learned from those mistakes and built strategies up. And every mistake is a learning opportunity. So it's so important to put yourself out there in whatever arena, make mistakes, and then look at why you didn't achieve mm. and then learn from it. One of my oldest sales managers I, when I was in, in, in sales taught me to learn to love the word no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And in the sales game, that's not the word that you want to hear, mm. but you actually do. It's a challenge. It is because I know the next time I go into your business, it's going to be a yes. Mm. Don't be afraid of the word no. Mm. Actually, and, and it's and I've spoken about this before in terms of all the promotions that I've been doing and the emailing that I've been doing to promote what you know our, our fundraising and finding sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I would much rather you just turn around to me and go, "Hey, Gareth, I love what you're doing. Mm. Sorry, my business is in a position to yeah. to help you out. Yeah. Best efforts, you know, whatever." Mm. Don't ignore me. <laughs> just say no. <laughs> say yes or say no. Yeah. Then I can move on. Yeah. Rather than going, just I, I can't. I hate being ignored. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it's just professionally, it's just it's wrong. Agreed. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, just it's it's rude. Mm. Um, just say no. I'm I'm fine with the word. I'm learning <laughs> to love the word no. It doesn't matter whether it's your partner. Can we do that? No. Will you go to the ball with me? No. No. Okay. Find somebody else. Okay. Ask yeah. the next okay. girl. Okay. Literally next door. No. You go to the ball with me. <laughs> um, People will reward the effort. Agreed. Metaphorically, what does the tire represent in this challenge? That's a great one. Um, 
Yeah, the tire. I I guess it's like as JK j- describes it, it's it's the black dog. Mm. You know, it's it's a challenge. Mm. It's negativity. It's positivity. You know, it's it's something that a lot of people won't understand. Like suffering from mental illness, if you haven't been through it, you're, you're fortunate. You know, in a lot mm. of ways, because you'll never know. But at the same time. Uh, like people who go through it and survive it or have positive strategies to deal with it, there's beauty and lessons to be learned from it. Mm. So it's it's an object of pain. It's an object that will tax us and trial us suffering. and put us yeah. through serious suffering. But also it's an opportunity, it's a tool and implement of growth, of growth, you know, for both physically, mentally, emotionally, and and our and relationship as, as yeah, two guys, our true. relationship, it's a, it's a tool to, and, and we were joking about it the other day over over a burger, like this is something Tom and I will always have, yeah, regardless of what happens, that's it. This is something that he and I will always have. It's almost like the pain, the suffering, are those things that are bad mental health mm. but you are able to control it or at least yeah. play a part and yeah. whether we win or not we're gonna there's, there'll be an outcome and yeah. i wonder if that's because that's a weird eh? it's like you're trying to do something me, that hurts and is yeah, painful for me the tire is it just reminds me and i've said it a couple of times on my driveway and when mm. we've been training of just one foot in front of the other mm. yeah. that's what life is it's literally just one foot in front of the other you don't know what's going to happen in the next flip. You don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. Mm. You just don't know. I could cross the street here, walk into my car and get hit by a bus. Mm. I just don't know. Mm. It's one foot in front of the other. That's what that tire is to me. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's like Tom said, it's it's personal growth. Mm. Like we've grown as men. We've grown as friends mm. um, throughout this journey. Um, physically, yes, we've grown. <laughs> but I think... It's it's been both our lives combined of just pain and suffering and love and hate and mm-hmm. all yep. these things combined that we're just now we give a flip about. Yeah, exactly. And it's living, eh? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's one of those things that's really interesting though, you know, it's like when we finish a session or we we complete you know, like the twelve hour trial and like it's gonna be um, on Sunday. When you complete something even if it sucked at the time and was challenging physically, we're going to look back on this and be like, man, that was fun. Mm. Not just that we did it, but man, that was fun. Mm. Like even even when we're suffering, we're hurting, you know, I look over at Gareth and he'll be down <laughs> in his chair and, and he'll be in pain and I'll look at him and be like, that's me as well, but I got you, I'm going to do this. Mm. And then when we finish, say, our 10-minute or 20-minute flipping endeavor, having him walk up to me, smile, fist bump or hug it's just like man this is the best Mm -hmm. like I've got a dude who gets me who's passionate about the same things that I am and is supporting me while I'm supporting him accomplish something that not many other people will do and you know I'm really fortunate that for other people we're not exactly we're not doing this for ego we're not doing this for yay look at me Mm. we're doing this um, I got a really lovely message months ago um, and I shared it with Tom from a follower on Instagram who suffers from depression and she said that, and she suffers from agoraphobia and, and like the whole shooting match. Mm. And she was in awe of the fact that we're doing this to able-bodied 
men doing this for other mm. people. We don't have to do this. Mm. <laughs> There'll be other ways of spending 24 hours together. You know, it's way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less physically damaging. Yeah. We could go to the pub and yeah. have a beer. Yeah. Like. You know, the, that kind of stuff. But we're doing this. You know, this, this journey has been more about the bigger picture and everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, the, the JK Foundation, yeah, the JK Foundation is just the umbrella over, you know, this is about everybody that wants to come down and support us and everyone and our friends and our family and this is for them. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is, yes, it's it's for us as as friends and that's why, you know, we're doing it. But this this journey's been more about everyone else around us well it's evolved so it started off mm. as a goal that we both wanted to accomplish it still is and then we were able to identify the cause and then the charity and again i think it's probably one of the best platforms to discuss that and it yeah. became about that as well mm. and then receiving those positive affirmations and messages from um, people in person mm. or over social media or on our give a little page it also is having an effect on them. So what's really amazing about it is the whole thing, whether we make it or not, again, mm. we're of the belief that we will, yeah, um, is that, you know, it, whatever the outcome, if one person gets one positive thing out of it, that's worth it, mm. you know? Yeah, all the, all the hours it. of training, all the thousands and hundreds of thousands of flips that we're going to go through, if it gives one person the confidence to go and seek help. Yeah. Come to us. Oh, I'd do it again. Yeah. yeah. Do it again. Yeah. We really would. Like that. Um, you know, I'd put myself through another 20 weeks of sheer hell just to help another person. Yeah. Yep. Um, Whew, fellas. Well, something cool <laughs> about this, the cool thing is people that are listening, they won't know maybe that if you did it or not because this comes out after – the challenge really? and I yeah. kind of like that they'll have, to, they'll have to go to your pages or or maybe if they <laughs> have worked it out they still get to hear you now you know and yeah. for me it isn't really I was keen to meet you guys before because it's too obvious to meet you after you know because yeah. then it's all about the tire flipping but yeah. I think that's just part of it you know the other yeah. part is what we've been talking about for the last hour and a bit you know it's like it's an intense thing we're doing living and, it, and it really fighting is. to to you know bringing extra suffering in our life even though it already feels like we're suffering enough and yeah i think um, a lot of it people run away from suffering yeah man yep. so comfort uh, zone exactly hey just to finish um do you have a mind-blowing moment that you can share that i guess helped shape who you are you know and, and i don't kind of know what that means i've been trying to work my way through it but it's something like you had an experience or a learning and it just changed the way you see the world it expanded your your view on everything of course, it might not have happened yet. It might happen at 23 hours and 53 Yeah, it's going to happen at four in the morning. <laughs> oh. Um, I think... I think watching, you know, if, if I really if I really think about it, I haven't really shared this with, with anybody, really. Mm. Um, it's been, you know, I'm, I'm, as I said, my dad went through cancer and he's all the way in the UK and I'm all the way here and watching somebody who was a person that you look up to go through that. And I went home for a, for a business trip a couple of years ago and I um, saw my dad for the first time in 23 years. Whoa. Um, that, that was my first time home after coming to New Zealand. 
And he was a frail old man. Mm. And that really scared me. It, it still, I still see it now. I can still see how he answered the door and, and what he looked like, and it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, up until that point, family had been pretty, my family had been pretty segregated. We were sort of, you know, not talked to one another for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I made it very clear at that point that that's not going to happen again and that I'm going to cherish the people around me mm-hmm. friends family Tom's now part of my family mm-hmm. you know um, you made it bro yeah bro yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and that, and that you know family is a word that gets thrown around you know yeah. gym family and this family and work family no like the people who actually you would die for mm-hmm. that's your family and if I would have had to give my dad a limb to make sure he was alive, I, that's family, and yeah. um, you know I don't, I don't want, and that challenged my mental health as well. Um, seeing my dad go through that, and then being here, and not being able to support him go through chemo and and all that kind of stuff, that really hurt as a you know, um, as a as a kid growing up. That was that's your dad, um, so I struggled with that, and then came through it with making sure that I'm around the people that I want to be around and that I care for the people that are around me. So there's, you know, I don't, I don't lose 24 years mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. That's probably been the biggest thing that's changed me wow. in the last couple of years. And it, you know, it hurts now and I'm, I'm you know, a bit clammy and a bit, um, mm. uh, a bit sweaty from it just just yeah. talking about it what's a huge price to pay right yeah yeah 24 it's, years, no it's something i'm not going to get back mm-hmm. um and making sure that my dad is proud of me mm-hmm. um you know for, for a long part of a long part of my my growing up i never heard those words mm-hmm. um you know I, I wasn't sure if anybody was proud of me mm-hmm. um and now to have family proud of me of what I'm doing and who I am as a person, mm-hmm. you know, not just as a male, just uh, proud of me as a person. Um, that's probably been the, the biggest kind of thing for me that's that's mattered over the last, mm-hmm. the last couple of years. The weird thing about those old dudes is they thought it, but they never said it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's like yeah. you've got to say it. Like yeah. I sometimes think how yeah. silly it is to think I you only if you only thought you love someone but you never told them mm. that's ridiculous as yeah you've got to say some stuff out yeah, loud totally. and yeah. <clears throat> that's what we're talking about with the the new version of us now mm. like we're getting better at saying it you know we've yeah. been talking about some deep stuff for a, a long time and it's good stuff mm. and yeah. what about you bro um, for me uh, I had. I've had a few, mm. but probably something that really made me think a lot about things. I mean, I, I talked about how try to have a positive effect on everyone you can come into contact with. And, you know, I, I say that and I mean that. It's important also to recognize too that whatever you do for someone, you know, they've got to take it upon themselves to make changes mm. um, so when when I went through a really rough time with my mental health and um, 
when when I was in my early twenties, and I I'd always kind of struggled at times, but it really came to a head um, when I was around twenty one. And I got diagnosed with with depression and was seeking help from a counsellor. I was really fortunate that, you know, one of my my best mates came and helped me out when I I asked him to, when I had a a serious breakdown. And I I finally took the advice and support of my mum and my dad to to go and seek counselling. And what's interesting is after my diagnosis and um, going through that with with my counsellor, I, I was on the ferry and I, I saw an old schoolmate who I hadn't seen for years and we both started talking and we both had just come from a counselling session. Mm-hmm. He was diagnosed with, with depression at the same time mm-hmm. and so we kind of made a pact to each other that you know we'd keep in contact. If we felt down, we'd hit each other up wow. and, and be there for each other. And so... You know, our friendship really blossomed again and, and we kept in contact and helped each other through some dark times and things were going really well. And um, this this great friend of mine started having a down t- downward turn and spiral. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd take the day off work or I would give up all of my plans, whatever it was, to go be there and support him, spend the day with him, you know, and he'd be like, man, I, I tried to end it last night, but I didn't take enough pills or, you know, my mum walked in and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, obviously not cool, but okay, it is what it is, man. You're still here. You're meant, meant to be here for a reason and you're doing amazing stuff helping. And, you know, I'd spend the day with him and then, you know, I might get a call from him the next day and be like, hey, man, like I, I tried to end it again after after doing that and I'd sit in my car and I'd cry you know and it's like oh, I'm doing my absolute utmost to try and uplift this guy to the point where it's starting to bring me back down and in, into that zone too and you know what I'm trying to get at here is like you've got to look after yourself that was something I recognized with that while I was trying to help him and the last point of contact we had was you know, I hope, you know, man, have a have an awesome Christmas and New Year's. I'll catch up with you afterwards. Um, it's awesome to hear you doing really well and enjoying your life again. And I sent him a text after after that Christmas and was like, bro, let's catch up. Like, we'll go meet for a coffee. And a day later, I got a text back from his, um, his phone and it was his mum saying that he's no longer with us. Oh, you know, so for me, I spent so much of my time and emotional energy trying to help out him. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I value and cherish all of those times, the support he gave me, the support I gave him, Mm -hmm. and everything along those lines. And the lesson that I've also taken away from it, and it's you can do everything that you can for someone and more, but at the end of the day, that person alone is responsible for their actions likewise Mm. everyone in this room is responsible for what they do as a person and you can't bear the brunt of their decision you give something your best you're proud of that and then at the end of the day take that pride with you Mm. give Mm. it your all and Mm. that's all that matters Mm. so for me it was just recognizing that you know you can leave lead a horse to water but you can't force it to drink and I miss him every day, but, you know, I'm sure he's happier now than what he was here. Mm. And, yeah, it's just one of those things. 
Well, I just want to say thank you for sharing, you know, guys. It's mm. not not that easy to go <clears throat> an hour down a path and in some ways I've hypnotized you, you know, because we slowly peel back the layers <laughs> and it's like mm -hmm. then I ask you to share and it doesn't come without its own cost, right? No. And so I uh, just want to say, you know, let's all come back and repair everything because you've got a big day tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for people who are listening and they want to follow up the journey, where's the best place um, where they can find out what happened? Probably on my Instagram because <laughs> Tom, Tom doesn't use his. I'll post. Don't worry. If this is a big event, so I'll be posting about that one. <laughs> so we're going to be uh, we're going to be live streaming the event. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be on YouTube. You can watch that post too, eh? Yes. Yep. Or, you know, scroll yep. through. Yeah, yeah. Twenty three hours. Can, yeah, you can skip through. You can <laughs> you can skip through the boring bits. Yeah, pretty much all of it, apart from the beginning and the end, and maybe some. And there'll be donut eating in between. Yeah, there'll, be, <laughs> there'll be posts on on social media through mm. Facebook, and uh, we're going to run Facebook Live as well. So there'll be YouTube and also Facebook wow. Live, cool, um, on there as well. And the Give a Little page um, is up there as well. So just search twenty four hour tie flipping on Give a Little, yep, and our big dumb faces come up. Yep. so you can just awesome. find us that way. And what? then is it we've got a little bit of coverage from the Herald with the ANZ, ANZ sports, sports scene, scene are coming down on Sunday and also Seven Sharp are coming down on tomorrow uh, mm. to film the start the middle and the end so uh, we're going to be featuring on Seven Sharp on yeah. Monday night brilliant so if you want to see it live and you're not able to make it to the millennium then mm. you can watch YouTube us on there on YouTube on those platforms or on our Instagram or social media awesome dudes well thank you again for coming in Thanks I feel like us. it was a nice journey I mean jeepers for me and the listeners we get to learn it. you know what I was really keen on doing is just not making it all about this event yeah because mm. that's mm. too easy that's yeah. what that's how we're in this hole eh? it's all about like the event and yay we only have to concentrate but what I'm picking up is it's complicated and it's a long life and you just got to yeah. find your way through and find that Pretty one much. person and find who, what floats your boat. So um, thanks for going deep and thanks for blowing our minds, chaps. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Awesome. It was awesome. That was a choice. Thank you, guys. Cool.